Welcome back again. We are here uh, discussing this last episode of This Is Us. You are listening to This Is Discuss with Nate Teary and Matt Amelian. Uh, we, we saw Randall and William go to Memphis this week, and we only followed one storyline. So actually, this may be a little shorter of a podcast. Matt, your thoughts? Well, we knew it was coming. I mean, we just didn't know when, and you kind of got the sense that William was going to leave us in this episode and mm-hmm. didn't soften the blow a whole lot, even though it was coming. So emotional show, one storyline being the focus, but it was much needed as a goodbye to William. And I thought William deserved his own storyline. You know, we got to see into his past uh, and then see kind of what made William William all the way from birth to death in one episode. Pretty, pretty outstanding. Yeah, I he was a very likable guy, more so than you had. I mean, obviously he already was, but you knew he had a drug history. You just didn't know how he got there. And man, you look at his past. Gosh, this guy was a very um, just going going by the rules. Wanted to do the right thing. Wanted yeah. to take care of family. Worked hard. Was an amazing talent, right? And you're mm-hmm. just saying, man, I I would I would be pulling for this guy too bad i already know how the story plays out right (laughs) Uh, but i I love to learn uh, a a whole lot about him real quick yeah i was uh i was definitely interested to see where because where he went off the rails you know where he kind of took a turn for the worse uh because you see there he starts out good he starts out um you know he's got a difficult upbringing uh living with a single mother uh, growing up with a single mother and um, his father dying in the war. And so you know that it was hard, but he seemed like he had um, he had persevered through that kind of challenging situation. And you, you really thought at that point where, well, you know, he's doing good. Where, where does he fall off there? And it ends up being uh, influences, just outside influences coming into his life, coming into play. Right. And it's not really where I thought it was going to be as the episode was was getting going. And no. you got to give big props to his mom. His mom didn't get much run in the episode, but my gosh, like look at the man that she had raised. Mm. And it wasn't until she was gone that triggered him right into the drugs with that outside influence, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, man, yeah, what real, real powerful. So I give her props. You give props to uh, veterans, of course, who served the country, and then. Being a single mom, I just man, I can't even imagine being a single dad. Yeah, Lindsay works hard enough as it is, and I, I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine. Yeah, there's <laughs> it'd be a tough job for sure. And and a, a single mom that uh, is taking on anything she can take on. Uh, and then you also have to take into consideration the time and kind of racial climate that our country was in around that time. Uh, around what I'm guessing was the uh, the Second World War is when his dad died. Um, we don't know exactly when William was born, but um, actually they might have said how old he is. I can't remember. We could do the math, but this isn't a show I'm gonna for get, math. I'm going to say you're right before, without thinking about it too hard. That's right. So We're not worried about it. Second World War, you got to think, in the, in the 40s, uh, to be a military man and to be a man of color is – uh, it's got to be a very difficult thing back then. Um, so just a lot of definitely things to be proud of and as far as William's lineage goes. And then he 
goes the route of musician and songwriter and poet and gosh, he's talented. And you, you yeah, we always, didn't get to see a lot of his work, but you can just tell by the way. Yeah, you, his cousin reacts. Everything is just you kind awesome. of think of like what might have been if it if he had if he right. had not gone off the rails or if his mom had not gotten sick. And uh, I loved the montage that they brought in there about uh, basically cataloging uh, or chronologically uh, the rise in fame that his cousin and his band was experiencing just based on that one hit song that William wrote and thinking of all the other songs and how much confidence his cousin had in William's ability to create these kinds of songs that were just hits after hits. And I love just seeing the, and they do this all the time. This, this show, they go, uh, they go backwards and forwards through time. Like it doesn't even exist. And you're just like taking on a ride. But I love the way they just in the, in the, length of a song took you through uh probably 10 years of, or not 10 years that maybe five years though of just growing success in the music industry really cool yeah you saw all these people in the bars that were singing along like it was their jam you know <laughs> that was really cool and i oh, i got more to say about his cousin ricky here in a little bit but let's just start with the um, initial road trip down there everywhere from the comical session where uh, the doc is, or uh, Beth and Randall are meeting with the doctor. <laughs> they had some little back and forth uh, banter that was uh, pretty hilarious. And and then they get on the road. So, what about the road trip? Well, uh, throw something at me that you kind of recognize, uh, just in the car scenes or wherever. I mean, right off the bat, you see Randall is uh, his his one like little attempt at being spontaneous is, Hey, I ordered these roadmaps and we're going to go <laughs> no GPS crazy. Uh, no oh, GPS. Man, you're we're so going to no take roadmaps. And then William just throws them out in the window. Um, and I thought that was awesome. And I immediately tried to, I'm a big, uh, personality type, um, Myers Briggs type of, uh, geek. And so I was immediately trying to figure out which, uh, which type, both of them were and Randall definitely seems like a straight laced, uh, with all his striving for perfection. He's definitely a J he's definitely structured and organized. Uh, he, and I think he's a feeler. I think that he deeply cares what other people think about him and how perfect he is or is not. And that's what really makes me think that he's probably a feeler uh, and then he's really good with details and even in the, the weather commodities trading or whatever it is that he does, it seems to be a very detail oriented thing. And then I, he seems to also have a close knit group of friends. You saw him at his birthday party, whenever the big three were having their, uh, their childhood birthdays, Randall invited just a couple kids from his class. He was cool with a small group of people. Um, not really being a uh, life of the party kind of guy. So he strikes me as an ISFJ. William, on the other hand, also seems introverted, uh, but definitely sees, seems more intuitive. Uh, big picture, not getting bogged down by the details. Also a feeler, definitely deeply cares about what people think about him uh, in in his family and in his life and his upbringing. And then uh, but he is a P he's more of a creative go with the flow, throw the maps out the window, Randall. 
Um, and I love just his, uh, whenever he and, he and, uh, um, Randall are going to see Jack's burial site, uh, or his at least kind of mem- uh, memorial site. Um, he just says, roll down your window, turn up the music and take me to meet your father. And Randall just goes along with it. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I love that you, I love that you brought up the Myers-Briggs. Like we're sitting here and people could probably hear me shuffling papers because in front of me, I had the recent one that I did and it's got all the descriptions on there. So I was trying to find the one yes. that you described William as, uh, I'm an ENTP. Yeah. And you, <laughs> what you described as William, I mean, there's Randall is the complete opposite. So <laughs> I was sitting here trying to just pull it up. And um, since there's a, it's a short episode, there's not a whole lot of uh, topics to discuss. Might as well see what this has to say about the, you said ISFJ. FJ. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me a minute here. This is like those times where you have to just fill the space while I, Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I am to... also an ENTP. So that's uh that's interesting that we're both doing this this podcast together yeah well and, it kind of makes sense because we it's that the spirit of the entrepreneurial is somewhat of hey let's start a podcast and boom let's just go do it right exactly i, I feel like that kind of fits the the entp mindset there if we don't uh if you guys have not done the myers-briggs i know people might write off some of these personality tests but then you do it and you read the description and you're thinking oh yeah that's that's me. That's so me. And uh, it's just kind of cool. kind of helps you yeah. be confident in who you are. Come on. Where is it? Where is this at? I've heard a lot of psychologists say that it, it uh, doesn't really, it's not credible. It doesn't hold water, but you know, I read those descriptions and I, I've worked with it and I've used it in my team so much that I just have to, I'm a, I'm a Myers-Briggs believer for sure. <laughs> the first, the first sentence I read under ISFJ for Randall are driven by their personal values and are conscientious in their behavior. They typically want to work hard, get along with others, and make sure they do what is oh wait, expected of them. Where's the oh okay. they want stability and longevity in their relationships and tend to maintain a deep devotion to family. Yeah, I, I would yeah. pretty sure that makes sense. He's no, got a yeah. deep devotion to his family. Uh, mm-hmm. just the whole one episode I call marriage and he says, Okay. <laughs> driven by sure. oh man, yeah. Uh let's see. Uh only 8% of men. Wow. Interesting. I could probably go through here and look up, but yeah, I just, I thought that was it. If I, very if I'm interesting. skimming over this as we look up, pod and I find something that fits, we'll go, but look up INFP yes. real quick. Look up William. What I, what I, at least who I think William is as an INFP. All right. INFP is it took me like five minutes to find that one. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going <laughs> to spend some time trying to find INFP. So that's all right. Um, you know what I thought was real interesting about the the car ride is we have not heard Randall talk about Jack a whole lot, really, if at all, have we? No, it's, except it's, for it's, except for the uh, the trip. That was about it. Oh yeah, the trip. Well, he didn't talk about him. He talked to, to him, him, really. <laughs> so it's true. We, but it was you did see that. But you know they had a, a connection. Um, like when uh, Randall was a little boy and yeah. Jack was discovering how bright and special Randall yeah. was. So, you know, they had something, but they never really focus on that. It's always pretty much been Randall and Rebecca. What's that relationship? What's going on there? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to hear him talk about him. And I love that William just asked, right? Like, what was yeah. he like? Oh, man. Larger than life and just started talking about him. and His laugh. Uh, it was, yeah. It was, 
Yeah, it was cool to hear. It was kind of weird at first because he called him how that started off. He called him my father. Yeah, right. So interesting. It is very um, interesting. All right. INFP? INFP, William. INFPs value authenticity and want to be original and individual in what they do. Makes mm. a lot of sense for a songwriter, am it I does. right? It does. They're often concerned with a search for meaning and truth within themselves. Following tradition holds little appeal for the INFP. <laughs> Might be why he threw those maps out of the car. Could be. Could they be. prefer to do their own exploration of values and ideas and decide for themselves what seems right. They're often upbeat and unconventional, again, oh, sorry, offbeat. Offbeat. <laughs> offbeat. There you go. But they feel no desire to conform. The INFP would rather be true to themselves than try to fit in with the crowd. There you I go. I like that. I that, like that, yeah. That certainly that could be William. It could be. Again, I got pages of this stuff, but I'm not going <laughs> to spend our time going there. But that yeah. was cool that you brought that up. And I, I was seriously just <laughs> looking at this binder. And I'm That's like, awesome. I have all those descriptions in there. So, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was cool how he, uh, we heard Raynal talk about Jack uh, during that trip. That was really nice. And then just to, that was kind of one of my, um, one of my first moments of uh i guess a two dads crying moment i had like four of them in here all right uh, this was a this episode wrecked me and then i was even um i texted you uh yesterday about how i was even like felt like i was whimpering after the credits had already rolled and the screen was black i was just i was still feeling it afterwards <laughs> So my first two dads crying moment was William talking to Jack while sitting on the bench and just basically thanking him for doing what he couldn't do and being so grateful. And, you know, I got the sense whenever William uh, went into uh, say goodbye to Tess and uh, he kind of uh, told her to keep playing chess or keep up with the chess while he's gone and to me, that was the indicator that, okay, this is William's last episode. He's not coming back from this trip. Um, and so he's kind of, he's wasting no time. He, Randall said, well, it's a half a day out of our way. And he goes, no, we've got to go see where your father is and uh, where his resting place is. And so it, you just got the sense that he was thanking Jack, saying goodbye and kind of making his last rounds is this was his farewell tour. This is his Kobe Bryant farewell mm -hmm. tour for sure. And he had, yeah, he had to meet Jack, roll your windows down, turn up the music, take me to meet your father. <laughs> uh, a lot of just there. I, we could have quoted the whole episode here. Uh, I will, man, he's sitting there on that bench talking to Jack. This one got me. I would have liked to have met my son's father. Oof, yeah. How hard is that to say? But, you know, at this point, he is all, all – I mean, he's completely humble right now, yeah. right? Like, uh -huh. he uh -huh. – there's no pride left in this. Like, he no. he knows how his life went the decision that he made, and he sees his son, and he's so happy for him. He's, I mean, he loves to see that he's there, and so he's 100% genuinely appreciative of Jack and all that he did as – Randall's father. So for him to call Jack his son's father was pretty awesome. Yep. Definitely. Let's see here. We move in after that to or, just kind of <clears throat> we we go into the kind of the song montage that I mentioned. So we we see some of uh, William's life 
And then we we kind of see them coming into Memphis. And uh, so as they're coming into Memphis, we see, uh, let's see, they're kind of going into these historical buildings. That's another moment that I thought was really funny was when they, they went to the segregated water fountains. I thought that was hilarious. Water fountain scene, yes. Oh, William. man. Oh. And William drinks the white water. <laughs> uh, I'm about white people most of my life. <laughs> Oh, when, William, when William yep. breaks it, he like looks around. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's like just like ah, oh, he's trying to sneak it. It was so good. Oh man! Oh. And then uh, crazy definitely... to think that, that was that. I mean, imagine living in that world yeah. where oh, gosh, water fountains were yeah segregated. Like, mm-hmm. like really? What were what was wrong with white people? Man, yeah. I just not saying it's all gone, but. Oh, I can't drink out of the same water fountain as them. Oh gosh. my gosh. It's it's unreal. It is unreal. Yeah. I'd have slapped somebody back in the day. But yeah, that was cool whenever he was taking them around. I was trying to think, like, what would that what would be the equivalent for me and Axel? Right? Like I thought, well, yeah. Maybe Stillwater one day. But it's not like Axel will never have been to Stillwater. And for those listening, we're Oklahoma guys and Stillwater, Oklahoma is where Oklahoma State University is. Spent a lot of my years, but yeah. I'll do the same once he's older. I, I'll I'll have fun taking him around Stillwater and showing him. Oh, there's where we used to do that. Don't ever go in that place. I know nothing good happens there, type of deal. But you know, <laughs> I just connecting your son with your good old days is would probably be a really cool experience for the father. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, I probably won't. I don't know. I won't really have that same kind of. Uh, kind of tour, you know, just because I, I'll, we'll probably live in Oklahoma, grow. I grew up in Oklahoma. He'll probably grow up in Oklahoma, so we'll probably be in the same places. But uh, it would be same. really cool just to just to kind of relive. Uh, I love even um, recently going back to the uh, the church that we went to in college, uh, just visiting up there in Stillwater and. Um, seeing, showing my wife and my daughter just around the church that I was in and just kind of, um, talking to the people that I, I knew, uh, a while ago and, um, built relationships with in my, in my early twenties. And, uh, it was just kind of a cool thing. It was cool to, to relive everything and remember what happened and remember, um, just everything that went on at that time. So I'm looking forward to more of that. We'll see. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what that was that uh, Randall was eating, but William, you know, just wanted him to try it. He had, he had to have that. Cause obviously that was it. Like that was something special. And Randall was just like, this is terrible. Why? What's wrong with this? You know, but it, oh, man. It, it, William was so happy that Randall was sitting there and thinking that he was enjoying it. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, this was all just like you said, a farewell tour, but it was bringing out a lot of joy for William and it was fun to see. So now that they're they're back in Memphis and at the end of this little farewell tour, we start to see things with Ricky. So Ricky, his cousin, and I, I really was like they make you kind of think that he's just this kind of pompous, you know, wants to be the center of attention type of guy, you know, singer in the band, not a good influence on William. But, you know, really, he's a really good guy. He yeah. was a. He kind of gave William some trouble, but the minute that William gave him a song, like he didn't dog him or anything, he read it and said, let's go. Like, yep. I'm going to encourage you in this. Like, I've been waiting for you. This is what I've been wanting out of you. You know, you yeah. have a lot of potential. Let's go. So they start jamming to that song. Uh, 
and then they start getting big. We talked about how like everybody's, however many years it was, everybody's starting to follow him, like their music. Yeah. And William has to go to Pittsburgh to take care of his mom. And his, and Ricky just says, man, it's family. She needs you. You yeah. go. Right. What you got to do. You go. I'll wait. I'll wait for you type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens. And you got like, man, that's, I respect him for that. He, he didn't yeah. have any hesitations. Right. Although he expected him to come back fairly soon. And, uh, right. William promised him 60 songs. Is that right? Yeah. He 60 promised him songs. 60 songs when he came back. <laughs> so he walks back into this bar and there he is, Ricky, and he's pissed. Yeah. He's pissed. And I, I could probably understand why. Yeah. Um, but you know what's cool is the somewhat immediate grace that Ricky showed William, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is my cousin. We're family. He's dying. This is not how we're going to end this relationship. Yeah. Boom, reconciliation. Can you still play? And they get up there and start jamming. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty sweet. So I, man, Ricky was underrated in this episode. Yeah, I don't think he got, I don't think he got the love that he really deserved. I definitely, I was with you. I thought he was going to be a sleaze ball, take advantage of William. He just, it just seemed like it was going that direction. And then um, he never did it. He never did it. And then, uh, yeah, you kind of wonder, man, what would have been? What might have been if they would have kept? Kept playing music, kept making music, and uh, just rocking out, man. Uh, so that was my second Two Dads Crying moment was Randall calling Beth and talking to her on the phone and being so excited about William being on stage playing. I don't know why, but it just got me, and the tears came down for sure. It was one of those happy moments, and I think as as we could all kind of see the writing on the wall, it was like, man, what a way to go out for William. This it could not have gone any better in this situation. Oh yeah. Back on stage with his cousin doing what they were doing and, and really like what he would have been doing had it, yeah, everything not got interrupted. So yeah. uh, a, a big shout out to Brian Tyree Henry, who I've never heard of, but he plays uh, Ricky in this episode. There you so, go. Man. Little IMDB help right there uh, mid pod so always yeah, always like, thankful I, for imdb <laughs> yeah so now we can jump into just the emotional wreck of the show which we knew was coming we mm-hmm. knew was coming i personally thought that they um, killed it with how they sent william yeah. off yeah really really did so there's a lot of things to like a lot of one-liners and quotes at what point during that scene where you know you finally realize that when Williams his time's up when Randall walks in the room and he's just like oh no um what was it for you like what point did your the hair in your arms start sticking up and getting goosebumps when easily when Randall walks in and says you knew you weren't coming home and then it would just, oh man. And then it just all confirms just kind of the lingering suspicion of, is this William's last ride? Well, yeah, yeah, it sure is. And, um, and he knew it, he made it this way. Like he, he made sure that this was his last ride and that he could ride it out. You know, I know they had a few more things they wanted to do. He didn't get to see the ducks, um, that come into the scene a little later, but, um, but that was about it. And he got to jam out, jam out with his cousin one last time and kind of make amends, say sorry. And, uh, now he can go in peace. 
What about you? Yeah, it was um, when he had Randall get into his bags. He had one last thing for him, and he pulled it out, and it was the Poems for My Son yeah. book. I thought, man, that's cool. Yeah. Because we are, we saw, we didn't get to see a whole lot of it throughout the season, of course, but in this episode, we saw that, man, William had a gift. He had a talent. He, he didn't really get to live it out to his full potential, but to see that he, potential, but at least he, we saw that he went back to it and Randall brought that back out in him. I mean, yeah. like, I, I'm sure he wrote at some point started writing again when he got clean and just mm-hmm. always. And it's like, so to see how happy he was to give that, that to him, uh, was cool. Like he is always thinking about it. And it told Randall like, Hey, I may have not been part of your life, but I, I was always thinking about you, man, always about you. So I, I have to make a confession, uh, for our two dads crying. I, I didn't cry in this episode, man. Um, now I would have. Uh, let me say I would right, have. Right. And the reason I didn't is I traveled all week. My allergies have been killing me. We watched this uh, late at night, and I was dead tired. I was still staying up, of course, but <laughs> something like that. Like, and I, and I knew it was coming. So, but there were still some times where, like, okay, mad goosebumps, all all the feels and more. So I think under normal normal circumstances, I would have definitely been shedding tears. And yeah. We certainly would have been two dads crying. And so everybody knows <laughs> two dads crying is our segment where we share our crying moments or near crying moments. Not every show has every episode has them. It's but true. This whole to, scene was just going to have to change this dad. to uh, one dad crying, one dad uh, getting goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> I'll be back, man. I'll be back. I promise. I really, I promise. Lindsay even looked at me like we're laying there and, you know, she's just sniffling. <laughs> <laughs> so sad and she's like looks at me she's like why are you why are you how are you not crying i'm like oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just so tired like, just I cold-hearted really, i'm feeling it <laughs> i'm thinking, yeah so a lot of times you know guys don't want to don't want to cry because they're like oh i'm too tough i'm sitting over here like i wish i was crying i feel like yeah. i'm the outcast now you know feel like um, you should be crying for sure <laughs> yeah. the other thing that got me was the the quote from William, my my beautiful boy, mm. pause, <sighs> my son. Yeah. And, dude, all right. Um, Randall's single tear. We need to, we need to oh, talk about this man. single tear skill. Like, not to just take it away from all the emotional stuff, but, man, that Sterling Brown, like, is that on his resume? Like, um, I can cry a single tear out of my right eye on command. Because it, how do you do is. that in that scene? How can you only could get, oh wait, I'm gonna hold my left eye back? Let me get my right eye. Yeah, and like, it doesn't I, I wanna... like it doesn't just seep out. It like comes with a waterfall. I mean, it just pours out of his eye that one tear, just immediately, like with the uh, snap of a finger. It, it's amazing, and it, I think that it's the the uh, the borderline shock that you get from seeing it come out of his eyes. You know he's. He's uh he's upset, and then boom, that tear comes, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wasn't expecting that tear, Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. It and sneaks then, out, and oh, boom, but man, just shocks you into <sighs> into crying yourself. So, and we I've said before, so if anybody but, out there knows Sterling Brown, we need to know if that is a like on the spot skill that he's been practicing. I, I want to know how much is behind that because I don't think that's just a 
obviously it, it wasn't just a one-time thing where, oh, there's a single tear. No, I think, okay, single tear moment. And that's all he does. Yeah. And I'm just, God, it's awesome. I wish I could do it. I'm going to start a uh, Sterling Brown single tier uh, Twitter account as the tier that falls. And it's probably going to get more followers than our This Is Discuss account. Probably. There's a good chance of that. Uh, it's all right. As long as you <laughs> send people to our This Is Discuss that's right. Twitter. I'll, and I'll link it everywhere. Share our podcast with everywhere I go. <laughs> Dude, actually, yeah. that, would be, that would be pretty hilarious if you did that. <laughs> so I, I think that's on the to-do list for sure. Um, and all this... All of this where it's about Randall and it's about William, there's still some Jack. Still there is some still Jack. some Jack in there. Not not just the scene of the car that we talked about earlier, but William tells him that he's a little scared. So what does Randall do? Randall does what Jack would do. Man. He gets up there on the bed and... Call, okay, calls him dad. I don't know if he's called him dad yet, but he called him dad, which was, oh, just incredible. And big deal. That was emotional, too. Did it kind of subtly, like it was no big deal. Yep. And then he put his hands on his face and had a Jack moment. Gosh. Just did what Jack did to him as kids. And you're going to be okay. Oh, that might have been the moment that had I not been almost in a <laughs> allergy, yeah. sinus coma, that, I, that they would have come out. Yeah. So that might sure. be my excuse is that my sinuses had clogged up so bad that there were just no tears could get up there. I don't know how that works, but science. I'm going to go with it. So yeah, that was cool. Jack moment for sure, man. Yeah, that was awesome. And just his, his parting words of roll all your windows down. Again, he goes back to roll all your windows down, crank up the music, grow out the fro and let somebody else oh, make your damn bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go by that motto without probably, Probably can't pull off the fro thing, but I'm going to go with the rest of it. Yeah, I'll try the fro, but uh, it's probably not going to work out very well. Not going to work out for us. Hey, well, how do you think – think obviously, this has to change Raynal's character drastically. Right? Yeah, a little could, bit. Could, yeah, I mean that's, a lot of things. That's right? kind of what he was uh, – one of the things that he was focused so hard on is just, uh, just with everything else swirling around in his mind, he had his, his – uh, ailing father and he just knew any any month any day any week it's going to happen so this is kind of something i feel like that has been building up and now he can kind of let go a little bit but he it doesn't mean that all the other things swirling around him in his job he took some time off what does that mean for his job he had to actually take time off in a clearly very competitive environment and then he's got his family. Uh, where does he go as far as consoling his family now that they've brought William into his life? or Well, now that he's brought William into their life, and now he's gone, What? It, how does he deal with that? As he's clearly going to be kind of rocked by the death of his father. Now he's had two fathers die. What does this bring up mm-hmm. from his first father's death that he hasn't been maybe dealing with Um just a lot of questions to ask about Randall's future. I think it's all going to be positive. I think it's all going to have a positive effect on his life. It's going to make him see things differently. I think he's going to take those dying words from his father, roll mm, the windows yeah. down, throw the music up, that time. And I really think that he's going to change. I don't know if it's a, I got to change what I do. We never get the sense that he doesn't like his job. Mm-hmm. But maybe he just approaches it with a different attitude where he doesn't feel like he's got to be perfect, got to be the best, got to succeed. 
So, yeah, that's the big question mark moving forward. Not like a, hey, we're going to get an immediate answer, but how is this going to change his life and change his character? Um, so he could obviously cry the single tear. So let's I'm sure he has all the acting skills that he needs to change his character however he needs to as well. So that's a kind of a a looking forward, uh, I guess, thing to watch in the show. Yeah, and I mean, looking forward, we've got just a couple more episodes to go. Um, yeah. We've got What Now, which is coming up on March 7th, and then March 14th, which I believe is the finale, episode 18. It's called Moon Shadow. Um, no ideas. What? Well, I guess What Now is kind of post-William. What Now? What do we do now? And for Kevin, it's post uh, post. Uh, abandoning his show to help his brother. Like, what now? What do we do now? Um, and Sophie, what do we do now? Kate and Toby, what do we do now? I mean, there's every single storyline has a what now to go along with it. Brilliant. A lot, a lot to do in two episodes. And uh, before I've got the synopsis that I can read here in a minute for episode 17, but I was also going to say this and uh, I, the, the uh, parts in the show that really, gosh, it was powerful for Lindsay was that she always, she sings to Axel, you are my sunshine, like every day. And you see that that's how it starts with his dad singing it to him while he's in the womb. And I I sing it to Axel too. And then, you know, after he's born and dad's gone, it's just her like, so that was making Lindsay just get man. All oh gosh, stuff it's like stuff. the primer. Oh, that's cool. That song, man, that's a that's a powerful, powerful song. So, um, I that was one more thought I had of of the show. So there's a lot of great stuff in there. Um, a lot of good quotes. I think we were all kind of we were on the same page on pretty much everything. So, um, everybody gained. A lot of people gained a cousin. You you get a cousin, <laughs> you get a cousin. Uh, that was that was fun. Fun and I'm sorry, I was raised by white people. Randall. So just, any, any final it, thoughts on that episode? Uh, yeah, not really. I mean, definitely, definitely a jam packed emotional episode. So, um, looking forward to seeing what's next. And speaking of what's next, I believe Matt, you might have our synopsis here for the next episode. Of course, man. I'm a veteran by now. I got the synopsis pulled up. Of course. Anyways, season one, episode 17, What Now? The entire Pearson family gather at Randall's for an unusual party. Kevin and Sophie's relationship deepens on the night of his play's premiere. Kate struggles to open up to Toby about her father's death, and tensions are high between Jack and Rebecca as she leaves on tour with her band. So basically what I get out of that is, yeah, pretty much just picking up where we left off two episodes ago. Um, yeah. I know the unusual party is a a celebration party of William's life. I, I saw like a 30-second preview. Okay. And uh, I saw Tess, and she says, William wanted us to celebrate his life. So they're throwing kind of like a birthday party type at- atmosphere for uh, William's life. Awesome. Uh, Kevin and Sophie's relationship depends on the night of his place premiere. So the play is obviously going to be rescheduled since he um, bailed to be a better brother than a better actor. Right. Kate is still struggling to open up to Toby about her father's death. And tensions were high. 
and they're going to remain high with Jack and Rebecca. Um, he last we saw he had that drink in his hand, yep. and in this third, thirty second preview that I watched, a bartender asked Jack, "Would you like a drink?" And he just kind of looks at her with a somewhat of a grin, so we don't know if he said mm. yes or if he said no thanks. But that's where they leave us, pretty much again, right where we left off. What's, we don't know what's going to happen. Man. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Amazon releases it um, this week on accident again. <laughs> That'd be great. I, yeah. So Man. I'm always looking forward to it. So two more episodes left to go. A lot to cover in two episodes. Oh, for sure. Well, we will hopefully be back with you live tweeting the whole thing. We uh, With my work, uh, work event this week, I wasn't able to. So hopefully we'll be back. So remember to follow us on Twitter at thisisdiscuss. Um, and then if you want to send us an email with any questions or anything like that, then send it to this is discuss at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to tell your friends and family all about watching, or I guess watching the show and listening to this podcast. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you guys next time. Looking forward to discussing with y'all again until then. We'll see you.